welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast. I'm Robin Pino, formerly known as Baldwin, an essential oil educator, blogger, author, yoga teacher, MS thriver, and newly twin mama. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a show that will inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. We'll guide you to create more work-life harmony for yourself, discover tips and tricks to achieve your goals and dreams, all while taking the best care of yourself. Now, on with the show. This show is brought to you by doTERRA Essential Oils. As an essential oil educator, I partnered with doTERRA in 2016 to diversify my income with them. I was drawn to the oils a few years before when I was diagnosed with MS and gifted an introductory kit with lemon, peppermint, and lavender essential oil. At the time, as I was learning to live with MS, I knew I needed to get better quality and quantity of sleep. So I started using lavender in my Epsom salt baths every night to signal to my body that it was time to go to sleep and the rest is history. I educated myself on the potency, purity, testing, and sourcing practices and discovered the company's heart of gold. So I'd like to do the same for you. I send out samples to anyone who has not yet tried doTERRA oils and you don't yet have a shopping account with them. So find me on Instagram. My new Instagram handle is at Robin Pino, and that's P-I-N-E-A-U-L-T. Send me a DM saying I'd love to try some oils and then let me know one health pain point you're trying to solve. Send me your shipping address from there and then I'll pop a care package in the mail for you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 192. All links and show notes can be found over at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today you get me for a solo episode, introducing our next topic series. So it's called Working Woman to Mom to Working Mom, but always an alpha female. So I posted a couple of ideas on my Instagram and had uh, everyone vote on there in terms of what they wanted to hear next. And this one really resonated with many people. So while we are going to cover you know, how corporate women who are also moms harmonize work and life and take care of themselves and all of that and, you know, juggle the, the craziness. What I really wanted to chat with my guests about was the transition of what it was like to go from, you know, considering themselves a working woman to a mom and then what the transition was like back to a working mom. And I'll give you a little life update as well. I just listened to the last one. I try to listen to the last life update so I can remember like what I told you um, before I before I record a new one. So it is June first. I'm sitting here in my new home office. So we moved back into our house at the beginning of May, and I'm no longer in the same room that I used to record everything in because that's now the baby's nursery. So I'm in my um, husband's old office and technically we're going to share it, but I really have kind of taken it over. So I think he's actually upstairs working in the kitchen. So I've kind of, I've kind of taken a monopoly on the, the office in the, in the house. So the reason why this topic series is so apropos is I got a new job. I am returning to the workforce, new full-time job, it's funny because I say like I got a new job because I, I do so many things and I have all my side hustles, but I'm returning to full-time work. The babies have just turned 10 months old and I think I found a really amazing company. I actually alluded to this company in uh, the interview episode of the Sharita Dea. Um, so I'll get into it a little bit more. So I am now, you know, transitioning into 
being a working mom and all that that entails. So I'm in the midst of learning and growing and technically chatting with some moms who have kind of already walked a little bit ahead of me is my way of getting some nuggets of wisdom from them as I make this transition myself. So, okay, let me get into the new job. I've been applying to a ton of positions. I'm actually going to be um, really vulnerable. I don't even know how many positions I've applied to, but I, I stopped counting. Like it's literally probably been in the hundreds, which shook my confidence, just almost tore it right down. And in one of the episodes in this new series, I chat with Megan Ward. You'll hear her in the next episode. And she said, you know, Robin, I've watched your whole career. Like you're very confident. And I heard her say this and I haven't felt confident in such a long time because it's really, really confidence shaking to apply to job after job after job and not be the right fit. And albeit a lot of the time, my resume just didn't make it through the bots. Uh, whether I didn't have the right experience. A lot of the time I'm, I'm, I've been applying to roles in the um, software as a service industry, and I don't really have any experience in that industry. And I've also jumped around a lot. To me, I have a lot of breadth and depth of experience, which if someone values that, then they love seeing that on my resume. If someone doesn't value that, then they just think I've I've jumped around and won't even give me a chance to explain the reasons why. And I did a few phone interviews with HR. Um, and then I've done a few interviews where I've gone through the entire process. And um, I have a friend in Toronto who's actually moving to Ottawa. She landed today. I baked her pumpkin banana bread. I'm going to go deliver it as a housewarming present. And she actually helped me get an interview and get through the the resume bots. And I'm so grateful for that because to have someone advocate for you when you're on a job search is everything. And uh, I just didn't have the right experience. I had a great interview. They actually said there was nothing wrong with the interview. I didn't have any app marketing experience. So didn't get the role. And then I interviewed for another role where I actually got a job offer and I didn't take it because there was something telling me that it, you know, it just didn't feel right. Not sure if you can hear Laura yelling in the background. Um, and then I did another interview series, which was actually quite extensive. And I'm so grateful because it gave me a chance to learn about the company while they learned about me. And I alluded to it in my chat with Sharita Dea. Uh, the first interview was a screening interview and my boss asked me like, what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> I laughed. And instead of like giving uh, an answer that, you know, sounded good on paper, I flat out said, I'm raising twins <laughs> and kind of giggled because that is what I am doing in my spare time. And from there, uh, he shared that the CEO of the company is actually a twin dad. So in our second interview, which was a very in-depth interview around two hours long, going in-depth into my entire resume and my job experience, my career experience, uh, we chatted a little bit about being twin parents. So we had that in common, which was kind of cool. 
And if you remember in, again, the Sharita Dea episode, she said there is ways of finding out if corporate culture is going to be right for you. And I didn't have to even ask these questions because they shared this from the start that the company is so entrenched in having work-life and they called it balance. I'm going to try to get them to change their minds and call it work-life harmony. But the CEO shared to me that like, it's really important to him to be able to like get up in the middle of the day and go for a walk with his family. And the minute he said that, I was like, Ooh, I think I found a really great home. So I'm really excited to start. I haven't started yet as of recording this episode. Um, so maybe in the next solo episode, I'll give you an update on how that's going. I also alluded in the last episode that my husband and I are going to be starting a new business together. And really, this is um, going to be his baby. And I will be there for marketing and accounting support. Uh, but we have been trying to find a piece of land in and around the Ottawa area. We're looking for something uh, that's at least, you know, maximum an hour and a half away just for, you know, feasibility of us accessing the property. And um, it's been really, really hard to find. We've actually put in bids on two pieces of land. They've gone well over asking price, which we're not willing to do right now. So uh, if you know anything about the real estate market in Canada, it's insane right now. But even for vacant land, it's insane. So uh, I hope to share an update in probably the next episode that, you know, like we found the piece of land, we launched the business and I can uh, give you guys all the deets because I'm so excited about it. Um, But we're still in limbo there. And then in the last episode, I also shared that, you know, building autoimmune thriving is really important to me. And I actually figured out in the last few days exactly what I want to do to monetize it in the short term. So knowing that I'm going back to a full-time job, that I'm raising twins, I have found something that I can offer because um, people are asking me about it. And I just haven't monetized it. I literally have been doing this for free. So I am launching, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be live on the website. I'm launching lifestyle health audits. And what it's going to be is, you know, examining someone's lifestyle, everything from um, how they nourish themselves, what supplements they're taking, if they're working with practitioners, what their healthcare team looks like, their weekly movement or daily movement routine, what toxins they're possibly exposed to, how they've reduced their toxic load, how they react and manage stress, what kind of sleep they're getting. Like we're going to go in depth. And what I'm excited about it is I kind of have all this information in different places. I have a free autoimmune guide that I give away on my website and on the autoimmunethriving.com website. And I talk about these six lifestyle health pillars But if someone isn't proactive enough or like eager enough to tackle everything, they can probably take a look and be like, okay, that's too much. I'm going to stop. So it's really simple. I'm going to offer a lifestyle questionnaire that gets someone to think about all of these six health pillars and fill out um, these questions that I'm going to ask of them. I'm going to then sit down with them for a one-hour consultation Uh, where I can ask them more questions. We can really go in depth. They can ask me questions. And then I'm going to put together a lifestyle recommendation plan for them to work through. And we'll prioritize together like what they're going to tackle first, what they're going to tackle second and third and fourth and fifth. um, So that I'm basically like a tour guide for autoimmune thriving (laughs) so that they can really learn to live with their sidekick. 
in a beautiful way. And I'm really excited about it. So um, the cost is going to be $97 US, which I think is a great price point for this, um, especially the amount of time that I'm putting together. You know, it'll be, it took me a, a while to put together the questionnaire and then I'm offering an hour of my time in consultation and then putting together the plan. So to be honest, this is, you know, really, really a great introductory place. Uh, I'm definitely going to the, raise the prices as this becomes more popular, but I'm really excited about that. And this is something I can do in my side hustle time outside of raising babies and working full time. So uh, I was really excited to kind of update you guys on that because um, I kind of alluded to the fact that this is so important to me, but I needed to figure out a really great um, offering. Okay, so working mom to mom, I wasn't ready for this transition. I truly wasn't ready that I basically was going to be reborn myself and that there's a bit of a, a death to the old person, the old way of living, like your lifestyle changes, who you are as a person, you evolve. And I think that that terminology is going to be so important for this conversation is the term evolution. Because if you're not ready to evolve as a human being, when you become a mom, um, then you get a really like hard dose of reality. And that's what happened to me is I, I truly wasn't prepared. Um, I was just riddled with anxiety, you know, whether or not it was postpartum depression coming in, but I definitely wasn't ready for the stress, how to manage the stress, how I was reacting to the stress. I felt like I lost myself. I was so frustrated that I was tied down at home with two babies. Like, although I was so grateful and that's not, um, diminished, I'm talking about the hard parts, but like I was so completely overwhelmed with joy and exhaustion and the exhaustion turned into frustration. The exhaustion turned into like, what the hell is happening? And I just wanted to be honest about that because those first few months were really, really hard on me. And I look back and, um, yeah, I was a little scared. Um, I definitely had hard moments where like Mike would come home from work and I would tell him that I had vivid daydreams of running away of literally like him coming home from work and me just walking out the front door and not coming home. And that's really hard to admit, but that is, you know, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And I think so many moms have it, but no one's talking about it because there's that level of shame and level of guilt that's accompanied with it. And it wasn't until we emerged from, you know, what I've, I've heard called the 90 dark days. And it truly is like the first three months are hard and twin mom level of difficulty was amplified. And when we came out of the three months, I finally started feeling a little bit more myself. I was healing physically and emotionally and mentally. I had a therapist that I was talking to. I had the support of our families um, coming to visit. I had Mike, <laughs> like I, I truly, despite being in a pandemic, I truly had support and I'm so grateful for that. And so, yeah, the transition to mom was hard. I had this such like overwhelming love for the babies all the time. 
And then there'd be like moments where we hit like the, um, the witching hour, they call it. And it was usually like around four o'clock and Mike would get off work at four and he'd come home and I'd be holding like two screaming babies and I'd be crying at the same time. Like those were probably the hardest moments. And once we got out of that phase, you know, I, I hit a new stride. We were able to hire a nanny that came in for two hours every day. And that was, that was amazing because I had help with making my lunch, um, taking care of the babies, um, so that it wasn't just me. Uh, I had the ability to potentially like go off and spend some time on my own, whether it was like to nap or to go into my office and meditate or to work. Um, yeah, it, it was just such an amazing support. And now as the babies have just turned 10 months old, so we're getting close to their first birthday, I am returning to work. So I'm returning to being a working mom. And instead of kind of going into it blindly and trying to figure it out as I go, I know that I'm going to face new difficulties. And so I'm mentally preparing myself for them so that it's not such a shock um, as maybe becoming a mom was. And I'm making a very conscious effort to figure out how I want to show up during this time so that I can teach my family and my children specific lessons. So we hired a nanny a month ago, which is absolutely amazing because I don't know what I would do trying to onboard a nanny and work, like start a new job. And that would just be overwhelming. So I'm so glad she started a month before and we are so grateful. She has so many years experience with kids and multiple. She had twins. Her last family was triplets, which she was with for 11 years. So, um, I was very confident in hiring this lady and she's absolutely amazing. The kids love her. Rylan sees her in the morning and like leaps out of my lap and into her arms, which was really tough. I'm not going to lie. I maybe cried the first time that happened, but I'm so grateful that they love her because they spend all day with her. Um, and it's just someone else to love them. I remember years ago visiting a friend in California who had a full-time nanny and I said, you know, like, what is it like? Like, are you worried that like your kids aren't going to love you anymore? I don't know exactly what I said, but she said, no. And it's just one other person that gets to love them. Like they are now surrounded by so much love. And I've had that lens on as I hired a nanny that they just like, they get somebody else that loves them. Um, and take care of them. And that's really amazing. And I'm so grateful that we found the right person, that we have the financial means to have a nanny. Um, just so grateful. So as I return to the working world, even though I'm working from home, so that'll be a new experience. Um, the office is actually completely remote, regardless of us being in a pandemic world, um, that I would be learning how to do that no matter what. But you hear the term all the time, mom guilt. And I felt it here and there, uh, just leaving the house for a few hours. Um, I had extreme mom guilt when I took off in, in May. I, um, I'm learning how to hunt. 
random. And I took off in May to go on a turkey hunt with my friend who lives about five hours away from us. And so like I left Mike with the babes all weekend. Like I had so much mom guilt, you know, is it okay that I'm going to pursue this passion of mine? Is it okay that I'm leaving them for a few days? Like, oh yeah, definitely. I've definitely experienced already. So it's going to be really hard as a working mom to navigate this whole mom guilt concept. Um, so I was looking up some definitions because I love words and I love looking at definitions. So a mom, a mom is simply someone's mother. You know, they gave birth to them or they are taking care of them. Uh, they adopted or um, fostered. Like there's so many different ways, but you simply mother someone as a mom. And then guilt so this is interesting. The actual definition of guilt is the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime. So like that's pretty harsh. Like guilt is committing an offense or crime. So going to work is not an offense or crime, but we treat it as that. So mom guilt, um, and this is what I found. I found a few definitions online, but this one resonated with me was mom guilt is not doing enough as a parent, not doing things right or making decisions that may mess up your kids in the long run. And there's always that joke, like, what are you doing now that like your children are going to need therapy for later? Everyone's going to need, everyone needs therapy. There's no way of avoiding that and trying to be perfect so that you don't mess up your kids in the long run will mess you up in the short run and long run yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. So as I return to the working world, here's what I want to set an example for in our family. That me working during the day doesn't impact how much I love them. That the time that I am with them in the morning and at night, I will be so present. That me working will show them that they can go after their dreams, that they can be fulfilled by a career, that they can love what they do, that um, that career can provide for the family and does not impact uh, the love in that family. And that... Um, even if mom is spending so much time doing quote unquote work, it doesn't mean that she's ignoring or that she doesn't love them. And I need to teach myself is that I have to be able to ask for help. And, you know, I'm slowly learning to do that over, over the course of these past few months as being a mom, you know, asking Mike for specific help, asking nannies for specific help, um, asking the kids' grandparents, our parents for help, that I don't have to do this alone. It's one of the reasons why we moved back to Ottawa. I shared that in the last solo episode, um, that I don't have to do it all alone. Uh, yeah. So there is a part in next week's episode, when you listen to the episode with Megan Ward, we didn't get to share it, but I'm going to put it in the show notes for um, this episode and the next one is she shared a podcast with me and I haven't listened to it yet, but it's called um, Emotional Labor, The Invisible Work Most Women Do. And it's everything from remembering the grocery list, coordinating with the babysitter, making food for a potluck, scheduling 
um, get togethers with in-laws, like we always have this running list in our head and it's exhausting. And I was telling Megan after we finished recording the episode that if I don't do a Sunday night brain dump into my planner, then I go crazy. And that this brain dump is so much. It's everything from side hustle work to um, organizing our lives, little things like I need to replace a glass cover in the kitchen light <laughs> fixture. And like I have that written down because if I don't remember it, if I don't write it down, no one's going to do it or it may not, may not be done in a timely manner. Um, but it's little things like, uh, as I shared, I'm uh, pursuing a hunting passion. Like I need to make a list of things that I need to buy because you need a lot of gear for hunting and, um, hunting is definitely not a cheap pastime. So like I have that listed down and then it's little things like I got to weed the front garden because now that I'm in the, this office, like I can see the garden from my window and there's a lot of dandelions in there. So like that's on my list as well. So it's knowing that uh, I need to continue to ask for help and that that practice of asking for and getting support is ongoing um, and it evolves, that it's not just, you know, um, something that I do once um, and then have help magically appears. I have to communicate with the people around me. So that is um, just some preamble that I wanted to get down and recorded before we go into this topic series. So I hope you really enjoy the conversations that I have with um, other working moms. Um, we're going to chat a lot about, you know, how they're taking care of themselves and how they're scheduling in self-care because I think that's so important and I really want to make sure that um, we're talking about it because self-care always seems to be the first thing to go when life gets crazy and busy. And I want to make sure that I am taking care of myself because, you know, if we revisit the definition of an alpha female, you know, an alpha female puts herself first because she deserves self-care and love. And she knows that staying true to her priorities is what makes her happy. And when she does that, then she's able to nurture the relationships with all the people in her life. So if I don't put myself first during this time, if I don't take care of myself, then um, I'm going to fall apart. The household will fall apart. So I've got to take care of myself first, period, end of sentence. Um, yeah, if you have some, you know, learnings from your own journey as a mom into a working mom and you'd love to share them, like, please reach out on Instagram. I'm Robin Pino on there and Pino is spelled P-I-N-E-A-U-L-T. I'd love to hear your nuggets of wisdom so that I can potentially bring them up in conversations as I record future podcast episodes with amazing alpha females. And I just wanted to say I am so grateful for you all. I haven't really been promoting this podcast a lot now that it's back on the airwaves. And so if you're listening to this, you are an OG podcast listener. Maybe you've you know found this by fluke. Um, so welcome. But I just wanted to thank you that um, I truly feel like I'm talking to people as I record this episode and that it's not just being um, kind of recorded uh, up in the air. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah, 
I'm grateful for you. And I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are listening to this. And we will talk to you in the next solo episode that will introduce the next topic series. Have an amazing day and we'll talk to you soon. Have you downloaded the Work-Life Harmony worksheet yet? In this free guide, I walk you through how to optimize five key areas of your life so that you can start designing your own work-life harmony. So from nutrition to supplements, sleep, stress management, and reducing your toxic load, I share tips and tricks that get you thinking on how you can optimize your life currently. So I ask you simple questions that just get you to rethink different aspects of your life. I walk you through a prioritization exercise so you can figure out which area of your life you actually want to maybe overhaul or tackle or just make small changes in first. So you can download that over at bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet, all one word, bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Be sure and visit robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N for access to show notes and other amazing blogs. If you loved this episode of the Alpha Female Podcast, be sure to head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more amazing Alpha Females are able to find this content. It's so very much appreciated that you take this small effort to help this show succeed. 